When a diesel-powered bus catches fire, the driver typically pulls over safely, evacuates the passengers, calls emergency services, grabs the fire extinguisher and puts it out. I was in a diesel bus as a kid in the 1970s when exactly this happened, following a fire in the engine compartment on the way home from school one day. And for a kid who'd only just started high school, this was most entertaining. The fire brigade arrived, lights and sirens. They shook hands with the driver and kind of went back to the station. A hose may have come out preemptively. I can't remember. We just got the next bus and it emphatically did not make the news. Let's fast forward half a century, shall we? A brand new London double-decker electric bus in Wimbledon caught fire just a few hours ago now. There was a loud bang, apparently. Some would categorise it as a confined vapour cloud explosive deflagration, most probably. Witnesses said the fumes were, quote, awful. Three fire engines and 15 firefighters sprung into action. Like, ever since September of 1666, Londoners have taken firefighting quite seriously. Like, Fool me once, dude. The cops were there too. They declared a critical incident and got busy establishing a 25-metre perimeter with that highly protective official police plastic tape while dense toxic chemicals rained down all over for like hundreds of metres, exposing a great many in the public who were on the school run, just bystanders. We've come a long way in half a century, haven't we? And this, of course, is what a green evangelist would call progress. I'm Jordan Durgan from autoexpert.com.au. New cars cheap, Australia only. Website, card. London has about 1,000 e-buses currently. Imagine that. E-buses are, of course, a properly shit concept. We're going to get to that. But London's double-decker e-buses are superficially quite nice. They have big flat screens inside and USB charging ports for passengers to plug their lithium-ion batteries into the bus's lithium-ion battery and thereby reduce its range incrementally. And they have a big fuck-off panoramic sunroof for the upper deck. <laughs> I think they call it a fog roof or a drizzle roof owing to that, you know, clerical mistake from a couple of hundred years ago in which the convicts were meant to remain while the landed gentry and bureaucrats were supposed to go south to the clothing-optional Antipodean beach that never ends. The Chancellor of Box Ticking lost his head over it. It was all over the news at the time. Just look it up, dude. So... They're very nice two-storey e-buses. And mid-level green zealots up there sucking on the public purse feel quite the teepee in their trousers in instigating this iconic mass transit mess. But the only thing is, they kind of just keep catching fire. And they're brand new, so it's only going to get worse, isn't it? Two... Optair Metro Decker 1050 London Electric Buses. Who the fuck thinks of these names, dude? Like, come on. They, 
really should be working in a chicken processing plant, personal opinion. Two Optair Metro Decker 1050 London e-buses caught fire at the Potter's Bar bus garage in Hertfordshire near West Anglesex, is it? On the 22nd of May in 2022, it was quite a major fire which destroyed a total of six buses. <laughs> of course, that would be four burnt diesel buses and two burnt electric buses in total. A very easy statistic for the green shithead to spin. So here's a true statement for you surrounding that fire. Investigations revealed diesel buses were destroyed by fire at roughly double the rate of electric buses. And there's your evidence. Statistics are so preposterously easy to game. And this is, of course, exactly what is occurring with the EV fire statistics today. If you control for arson and other factors such as age, which is a proxy for vehicular reliability, and also combustion car fires that stem from dipshit DIY modifications, EVs really are not looking so fire resistant. They're just not. We need to have an honest conversation about that, but I'm tipping London's mayor, Sadiq Khan, is not the dude to instigate that. He's a green zealot, apparently, who wants all of London's bus fleet to be random incendiary devices, and by that I mean zero emissions, by 2034. This is the way green zealots think. The green virtue is everything. Who gives a shit if it places the public at risk? Like, when was the last time he caught the bus? Three e-bus fires in a fleet of 1,000-ish in 20 months is unsafe in the context of public transportation. According to this study conducted under the auspices of the Federal Aviation Administration in America in 1995, there were 95 fire-related civil passenger aircraft incidents worldwide over a 26-year period. Worldwide. Over 26 years. Fewer than 100 fires. This makes London's e-bus fire safety record look... Um, I'm just scratching around mentally for the proper technical term here. Makes London's e-bus fire safety record look beyond just preposterously shit. This is what green utopia actually looks like if you take off the rose-coloured glasses. And hey, nobody was hurt in this incident, so wasn't that lucky. Very pleased about that. We're doing this here in Australia too. In Australia, a company called Janus Electric, I think it's actually J-Anus Electric with a silent freaking J, they take perfectly serviceable diesel trucks, like virtually new ones, they rip out the diesel powertrain and they put a 600 kilowatt hour electric drivetrain in its place. And the only problem with that is two of them have caught fire so far off a really small base. One inside the J. Anus bogan-proof fence 
in the R&D Centre. So a bit of an own goal there. And one just a few kilometres from the dead centre of Melbourne. <laughs> that second one, another major e-shit fight hazmat incident. Like hazmat crap rained all over. Properly toxic shit. And then it comes to light that A, J.A. Nuss was aware of an anomaly with the battery for something like three fucking weeks, but didn't know exactly what to make of it. People of Docklands say, glad we helped you with figuring that out, and thanks so much for the toxic fallout. And B, shithead companies like Cement Australia cop a taxpayer-funded reach-around in the millions to put these dangerous vehicles into service, running a mad battery experiment on society. In the case of Cement Australia, they do it not because an electric truck is better than a diesel truck, like it's not. Physics says it cannot be. They're doing it because their core business of making cement is so preposterously filthy that this is nothing more than a conveniently disingenuous greenwashing stunt. What's actually happening in the case of Jay Anus's incendiary truck conversions and Sadiq Khan's perverted view of the appropriateness of London's firebomb buses sprinting towards electric utopia is they're running a dangerous and ill-conceived experiment on society. Politicians in the developed world all over have placed green virtue above public safety. And that's really not what we're paying them to do. Even in the golden age of bullshit today, they should be above that. Roll out this electric stuff, electric this, electric that, I don't care, by all means, but kindly get the fucking implementation details right first, like, if you don't mind. Like, battery electric transportation certainly has its place, but any suggestion that it's going to solve climate change or be a universal solution to the consumption of oil is insane. That's just a denial of the facts. Instead, what we're seeing play out around the world are a hundred variations on the same theme. Some asshole who makes electric whatever lobs in a politician's office with a PowerPoint presentation. The words zero emissions are there like 12 times on every freaking slide. Everyone gets a bright green boner over e-buses or e-trucks, whatever. And the floodgates to the river of taxpayer gold are cranked open almost immediately. Effectively, they're just saying, let's do this and kind of just see what happens. It sounds great and it all looks very green. Zero emissions. We like that. Electric buses in particular, however, are proper front runners in the shit idea sweepstakes. The capital of Alaska tried it. And nobody told them cold weather would open a can of whoop ass, as they say up there, on e-bus range. And they didn't think to ask about, you know, serviceability 
in the cold in Alaska. The Alaskan e-buses were also unreliable pieces of shit, problematically. When they tried it in Minnesota, the fleet was grounded for three months because they couldn't get the charges to work inconveniently. I couldn't make that up. Plus, the winters shat all over the range and the e-buses, they failed on hills. Those pesky hills, dude. We didn't think of that. Perhaps during the evaluation period, we really, really should have tried driving up some hills. Oops-a-daisy. We'll know next time. Maybe. Edmonton tried it too. The e-bus manufacturer went bankrupt. I suppose that didn't help. This was after officials described the vehicles as, quote, super efficient and, quote, particularly efficient financially. After three years, most of the Edmonton e-bus fleet is unfit for service. The Chicago Transit Authority has a permanent booking in a seedy motel for its fling with e-buses, which began back in 2014. According to them, ditching diesel and switching entirely to E would cost 1.8 to 3.1 billion bucks. American. So real money, not our shit, shitsvillian micro pesos. That's above the cost of operating a conventional bus fleet. It's only about, you know, 500,000 bucks more per bus. But because the batteries aren't actually big enough for a full day in service, they need more buses, plus a lazy 450 million bucks for a new e-bus garage. And that's not including the new charging or maintenance infrastructure. With current battery technology, only half of Chicago's current weekday routes can be serviced by e-buses. Austin, Denver and Philadelphia have experienced similar green e-bus botches. We could be here all day. We tried it here too in <coughs> Amber, of course, because they're the most woke dickheads in our great nation with the least capital city congestion and the fewest people to move from their homes to their bullshit jobs in our morbidly obese public service. And that trial went especially well. The ACT government ran a 12-month trial. And here's why e-buses are so ridiculously fucked, dude. The diesel buses Canberra uses carry 68 people. The two e-buses on trial 55 each, owing to the additional weight of the battery. Let's call that 20% more shit on bussy fundamentals right there. Like what else does a bus do except carry people? Why even do the trial if that's on the spec sheet? You shot calling recidivist green zealot national capital self-abusers. Come on. Now, if you only thought about boobies while you were at school, what this fundamentally means, this passenger uplift deficiency, for example, it means if 200 buses are enough to move your population today, 
you're going to need to buy 240 expensive e-buses to replace them for the same uplift capacity. Inconveniently, the reliability of Canberra's e-buses was also emphatically crap. Canberra's diesel buses have a failure rate of just 0.8%. The e-buses failed almost 36% of the time. That's 45 times worse on reliability. So if 200 diesel buses are cutting it currently for your busy bullshit city, which exists for no other reason than to support the national monument to the death of integrity, you're probably going to need about 350 e-buses to have sufficient passenger uplift and reliability standby capacities. Fuck it, dude, let's just call it double. 400 e-buses for every 200 diesels should just about do it and that would allow for the ones that failed due to catching fire and can't be extinguished by draining Lake Burley Griffin. Canberra's e-buses also had only half the range of the diesels. Like, Jesus Christ. If you needed icing on the e-bus cake, it's there, dude. So make that 800 buses. But in an apparent divorce from reality, ACT Minister for Transport Chris Steele said the future of diesel buses is limited due to the ACT's commitment to transitioning, I hate that word, to a zero emissions fleet by 2040. There is no doubt that in terms of operational reliability, the diesel buses performed much better than the electric or hybrid buses with fewer unscheduled breakdowns. The fully electric bus proved to be the most unreliable of the three bus types, like they also tried hybrids, during the trial and often missed peak services. But this is likely to be improved with better build quality, better local familiarity and access to spare parts, which would in turn reduce downtime and improve reliability in the future. This, I would argue, is exactly the calibre of shot-calling pelican whom we see in politics today. Like, we tried e-buses, we ran the experiment, they were shit on all important performance metrics. The evidence is in, but we're going to go ahead anyway and implement a worse system that costs more because net zero, electric utopia. Yes. This is, of course, nuts. There should be more diesel buses and far fewer cars of any powertrain on the road routinely in major cities. That's if you want to make an actual real difference now, safely and reliably. These are facts, okay? If you want to reduce emissions, efficient, reliable and free mass transit is the only way to do it. Not this virtue signalling public net zero masturbation. But I must say, even though Canberra is reliably disappointing, I am most disappointed with London over all of this. There will almost certainly be another great fire, I'm sorry to say. And I fear that the little Lucifer fire starter that sets it all off will be a red double-decker with fancy LCD screens, convenient personal USB ports, a panoramic drizzle roof, and a half-assed giant lithium-ion battery with disgraceful systematic safety implementation. And that is un 
fucking acceptable. The costs will most probably not be borne or counted in terms of the sheer destruction of nearby buildings because they'll probably be able to protect them, but rather they're going to be counted in the long-term health effects of hazmat-exposed bystanders and first responders because we just can't be bothered implementing effective countermeasures to prevent these events while simultaneously building the superhighway to the mythical green city of electric utopia.